Take three wrestling podcast. It is Thursday, February 15th. We are back in the saddle again, and we did not order our jerseys off of Fanatics and or Baby Gap. Uh, it is the Fat Siders. The whole am, thing sucks. I am Fat Nash. That is Fat Hall. Hey, yo. Uh, Skinny Virgil will be here at some point. When that is, we'll find out together. He'll get here when he gets here. That's all we know. Got Mike Jones. He'll walk, in, he'll walk in when he wants to. That's right. Um, talk full show for you guys tonight. We'll talk about um, the WrestleMania main event picture because um, I think it's more murky than it was a week or so ago. Um, yeah. We'll discuss uh, future WrestleMania locations in my lovely topic. Uh, Jim, what is yours again? Um, the idea that Stone Cold Steve Austin may not be done wrestling. What? Right. <laughs> right. It was a what? Yeah, just uh, who knows? Who knows what's what's going to come down the, the, the line there for old Steve. But uh, yeah, and, and we'll talk maybe some legend dream matches that we are yet to have seen. That should be a fun one. Yeah, for um, sure, man. So, like I said, chock full show. Then we have our wrestlers of the week to end the week. Um, but while we waste a smid bit of time waiting to see when Joe's going to hop on this thing, um, the final New Japan match for now of uh, one William Ocean Spray took place. Uh, this past weekend uh, at New Beginnings in Osaka. And it was like the first cage match in like 10 years in like New Japan. Really? Yes, uh, it was. Uh, I know Tim uh, put the Bullet Club War Dogs uh, in his top five. They defeated the Osprey-led United Empire team in a five-on-five, basically war game style cage match. Um but New Japan's cage to me and this war is- games war games war games war games uh New Japan's cage I'm going to see if I can find a picture of it it reminded me of a dog cage really like you're just trying to keep the dog enclosed in this big circle it's kind of what it felt like hmm. let me see if I can find a picture of yeah, let me see if I can google it real quick too between Will Ospreys William Ocean Spray cage match. Um, but yeah, man, it. Uh, let's see here. What the hell? Where do they? Oh, stupid. I mean, I, I, I great send off for Osprey in the whole, you know, final match and in the moment and him leaving with. You know, the United Empire guys. Yes, they, they were defeated by the Bullet Club, which kind of makes sense because that's kind of what New Japan does on the way out. They make you put everybody over. Sure. I, I get it. I get it. So, from their official Instagram page, you can kind of see here. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's literally like there's the door and it's like, oh, oh look. Yeah, no, it's, yeah, it's a fucking dog cage, man. Yeah. 
You know what? I actually don't hate that. I don't either because they destroyed the they destroyed the ring. Well, I feel like from a cage standpoint, like you can't get in, can't get out, but it doesn't obstruct the view that much. I don't think as much as some cages do. Correct. There we I go. mean, it, it could be. It could, I mean, this this was also a part of the match where you know we're just going to try to commit murder. Oh boy. Oh no! Oh no! No, that's not okay. That's not okay. <laughs> that's no, no. That's a big nope. I don't even know if that was PG. <laughs> uh, truth, it definitely wasn't PG. That's for goddamn sure. Oh yeah, nope. Don't like that. Nope. I literally saw that picture and I was like, oh my god, he's Undertaker rolling his eyes. He's trying to act like he's dead. Yep. 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 Sure is. Sure is. Uh, so that was the final match for Will Ospreay at New Japan. Also, uh, I believe the final match for the foreseeable future of one Kazushiko Okada. Yeah, I saw his. Uh, I saw his farewell. It was pretty emotional, man. Yeah, I mean that guy put in a, a shit ton of work and and building up from what he was, and then his excursion at TNA, where he was basically the Green Hornet, uh, to then going back and becoming the rainmaker and, and all the, the stuff that he's done. Um, I'd be remiss if we, if I didn't, you know, mention the fact that Okada now moving on from new Japan pro wrestling to the next chapter of his life. Uh, where that is to be determined, um, you know, depending on which, uh, brand of uh, newsletter you proceed to read. Uh, <laughs> one says he's going to WWE. The other saying he's going to AEW. I can't figure it out. And until I think he announces something or he shows up on a TV show, I think he's the great unknown in North America right now. Yeah, because I think, um, well, I think it's pretty obvious where Mer where Mercedes is going. Um, could you like? I mean, because again, uh, the reports are she's already she's already under contract and all of that, and that's why they're promoting you know big business in Boston and all of that. Big uh, business. Could you imagine? Could you imagine how bad it would be if they actually don't have her under contract and, and it falls through and she actually just went back to WWE? We're going to promote this show. She doesn't show up at, at, at Big Business, and then all of a sudden, like two weeks later, she shows up at WrestleMania. Like Mania or Raw after Mania? Could you imagine fucking Raw after Mania if her music hits? Like that that That's like all-time... That's all-time flub, right? Like that's that's just if, if that happens, like Monday after, I, like Raw after Mania, just. Like, like it's 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 over for Tony at that point, right? Like blouses, like that that that's game set match in the in the Great Wrestling War of twenty twenty four, right? Like you can't come back from that. Like if you. You're literally promoting like dollar signs in her hometown. Like, 
Dude, I'm seeing. I, I saw somebody today posted a um on a, a Ticketmaster resale ticket for that show for for like two grand for fucking ringside. Like, you can't. Let me see if I'm pulling up. I'm pulling up the tickets right now. Um, if, if I'm buying a ticket to the big big business for two thousand dollars. Uh, and she doesn't show up. The only way that I'm not storming the gates of Normandy is so if bro. It's not even. It's not even a. Uh, it's not even um, a resale. So, it's Wait. it's front row, hard cam side. Right there are two seats on the aisle, and it is two thousand one hundred and six dollars and fifty cents a ticket. And it's not a resale. No, no. These are these are just. They're they're in blue. I got aisle I got aisle seats for seven hundred. Now I'm assuming those those come with some sort of a VIP package, you know, take your take your chair home sort of a deal. Cause like WWE fucking ringside seats are are stupid money too, so I would think. I mean there's other floor seats for the two in, in the two hundreds. I mean it's it's mostly sold out. I'll give them that. But man, you 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 could talk about the all time fucking All right, balcony level, forty bucks. So there's, you know, you you can actually get a decent, cheap, decent ticket there. Yeah, for that. If you want to sit, if you want to sit anywhere near uh, the front row. Yeah, I mean, you're paying premium bucks for a premium seat. That's fairly standard business there, especially in a, in an arena like that. But man, yeah, you imagine you spending two thousand dollars to see Mercedes Monet's debut. In uh, AE Dub and and just she's she's not there. Oof. That, that 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 would be it. I think. I think that that would be the that would be the death blow. To uh, to all AEW. But yeah, man, it's um. Yeah, I don't. I don't know. I don't know. And I think that's part of the beauty of it. I do. I do. I um. Assume. I assume. That that he's going to that Okada is going to end up in AEW. Um, I think that's the safest bet. Like if 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 I was a betting man, um, that that's where I would probably pay my pay my bets down. Um, but the fact that you don't know for sure, the fact that there's a little bit of mystery. Um, on that, I think is the beauty of this thing right now, because we, we don't know, we don't know for sure if he's, if he's going to end up in, uh, in WWE or AEW. So with, with, with Okada though, he's wrestled in AEW before mm -hmm. he's obviously dealt with Tony before. Is this one of those where he's wrestled? a bulk of that AEW roster in New Japan, you know, prior to them either joining and creating all elite wrestling or since then, is there a world realistically where Okada looks up and goes, have more dream matches over there? Um, you know, the inevitable rematch that he never got with AJ Styles, the, Matches that he could have with former rival Shinsuke Nakamura, uh, Cody Rhodes, Roman Reigns, um, you know, Gunther, 
you know, give me Okada versus Goonth in a, in a, in a fucking nasty battle. Um, you know, eight, uh, like I said, I mentioned 80 South, Randy Orton. Um, you know, there are guys on that roster where it's like, man, I get it. The AEW seems like the for, forward play because of their attachment to New Japan, but we're talking about dream matches. I mean, I don't think Okada Omega 5 or 6 or 7 or 8, whatever it is, is it going to be a great match? Yeah, probably, because those two guys can't put on bad matches against each other. But in a random match in, you know, Tulsa, Oklahoma on a Wednesday night episode of fucking Dynamite is not going to be at the same level as a hundred as a 65 minute match in the Tokyo Dome. No, no. And, and, and see, that's the thing. I guess, I guess at this point, um, I, I guess the question is what, what does he want out of the rest of his career? I mean, he is 36, so he's not, he's not old, but he's not young. Right. And, right. He, and, and he's had a lot of years, you know, in the business. So like, I guess the question, yeah. Like, I guess the question is like, what, what, what do you want out of the, this next chapter in your career? Cause like, I, I, he's one of those guys that, you know, I would be, I would be shocked if he doesn't finish his career in Japan. Right. I was going to say being that he, that he's, from Japan, lives Japan, right? Been in Japan. The, he's gonna end it inevitably in Japan. The, so he's probably yeah. got a six-year window, and he goes back to New Japan at the age of forty-two. Yeah, yeah. The say, yeah. The safe play, uh, the safe play is that he will finish his career um, in Japan. So it, it's what? What do you? What do you want out of the rest? Right? Like, what do you want out of the rest or this next part of your career? Do you want to do you want to wrestle in a place where it's um I hate to use the word smaller but let's be honest smaller crowds um but crowds that know you on day 1 um it's a you know from a lot of familiar foes um do you have a little bit of history with the company or do you want to go to a place where everything's pretty damn new and fresh? You've never done this before. You've never gone to this place before. And, you know, I, I, I think I think what makes it a great mystery is because is that Triple H is running the show. Because I don't I don't think Vince McMahon is still running WWE and is in that is sitting in the head chair there that there's a, there's any debate because I don't think Vince McMahon truly knows what to do with Okada. Triple H I think does. Like so um yeah, I mean look at look at Nakamura you know 5 to 8 years ago in NXT. Um I, I you know, I think you you can have a similar run on the main roster with Okada. Um, so I, I think that's the, I think that's the great unknown here. And I think that's what, what is making this is actually pretty damn exciting. And the, and the other thing is, is what, what is it that makes the most sense 
when it comes to does he want to wrestle three nights a week, four nights a week? You know, does he want to do house shows or does he want to just show up to TV and wrestle one night a week, maybe right. two? And I think that plays a role into it because, you know, yes, he's used to those long tours that that New Japan does. Um, personally, don't know where he's going to be based out of. If I had to assume, it's probably going to be like L.A. Right. So, you know, is four days with, you know, AJ and Knock and, and them in a car and then going home for a couple days and, you know, rent rinse, uh, lather, repeat, you know, does that, does that make sense for him? Or is it, Hey, by the way, you're going to fly in on fucking Tuesday afternoon to, you know, Oklahoma city, wrestle a fucking match. And then the next morning fly back to LA and not do anything for the next five days. Right. Right. You know, that's the world that we live in when it comes to AEW. They're not doing that house shows really that much anymore. They're not doing much of anything aside from, Mm. you know, dynamite and collision. So it's it's very basic. Yeah. You know, so it's like, I think that's the other part of the equation. You know, what does he want to do for that moving forward? Does he want to take some some months off and just wrestle once a, once a night to kind of make up for the amount of wear and tear that he put on his body when he was wrestling six nights a week in New Japan? Right. Um, you know, those are the great unknowns that, that obviously we don't know because we're not Okada-san. Right. So, you know, so uh, I think I think on paper it makes sense for him to go to AEW. I think personally from, a, and this is going to be my holding out hope for a hero, I think the big money draws are the matches that we've never seen before. We've seen Kenny and Okada. We've seen... You know, those guys, you know, Russell the Young Bucks, you know, so sorry, Matthew and Nicholas Jackson. Let me not let let me not let me not call them the Young Bucks. Um, you know. I think I would love for him to be able to fight Cody Rhodes, the matches against um, you know, the rematch that he never got against AJ. Uh, you know, all that stuff. Finn Balor. You know, eventually Carl Anderson and, and Doc, you know, they could bring him in as the newest member of the fucking OC since AJ Styles left them high and dry. Yeah. Yeah. Um yeah, I mean right. it's gonna be it's gonna be fun to watch for sure and see what uh see what happens with it. So I so I was putting that off because I thought we were gonna start with Joe's topic. Joe's not here to start his topic, so let's you know, let's, yeah. we might as well uh, move on and then we'll we'll catch his when we get it. Um, uh, you want yours to go or you want mine to go? Yeah, I can give mine. Um, Stone Cold Steve Austin, I guess, uh, had an interview, uh, was on uh, with ESPN, uh, this week. He was asked about possibly returning to the squared circle following his, uh, match at WrestleMania 38 against Kevin Owens. He said, uh, I said I'd never get into a ring again unless all the stars aligned. And for some reason, somehow they all did. At the age of 57, I headlined the first night of WrestleMania. I uh, never thought I'd do that, so I'm not going to sit here and say no to anything because you never say never. 
in this crazy business of sports entertainment. Uh, when CM Punk returned to WWE in November, there were reports that people within the company were pushing uh, for Punk to wrestle Austin, which had been teased a, a decade ago uh, while promoting the WWE 13 uh, video game. Uh, Austin stated that a potential match would be a good one before I continue. And I like Punk, and I think Punk likes me. So as long as he can stay, take the Stone Cold Stunner, I consider him a great friend, a great guy, and a great wrestler who's had a great career. Uh, we will see. Um, Austin has stated that he has an idea uh, for a final opponent, but does not want to reveal it because he does not want to put pressure on WWE uh, to make it happen. Um, so I think I think we I can't remember. I think we have we have at one time kind of had the do we want to see Austin wrestle again? And I feel uh -huh. like the general consensus is like, man, that. <sighs> That that the 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 the, the send off at thirty eight with the beers and in Dallas and all of that was like it was such a perfect it was a perfect way to come out of retirement against a guy who knows it knows and loves you. Um, it is a perfect way to go back into retirement. Um, in a match where like let's be honest, fifty seven year old Stone Cold put on a good and entertaining show. Um, it was not a uh, Dave Meltzer five star classic, seven stars in Japan, brother, brother. But it was, it was, dude. That was a WrestleMania main event, and it was good, and it was entertaining, and it was fun. I, I don't, I don't need to see Austin go again. I really don't. I love him. I, I always have. I, dude, I got fucking Dallas three sixteen here over my left fucking shoulder. Um, I got, I got. Austin figures. I fucking love Stone Cold Steve Austin. Uh, I just bought a Philly three sixteen WrestleMania shirt. Um, you know he's he is one of the reasons that wrestling is is still around and and as big as it is and was and and all of that. But I just I don't I don't need to see him. But I guess like more instead of just like the Austin thing, because like I feel like we we have done that one before. Is like, are there any other like legend matches or like legend dream matches? Because again, if it's Austin Punk or whatever that like potential other like mystery uh, dream match or uh, final match Austin has in mind. But like, is there any other? Is there any other um, legend like dream match that, that, that that's out there that you want that you'd want to see? Um. I mean, obviously, I think the the one we're gonna get next year at insert location here of of Roman versus The Rock. I think that that's one that you know makes a ton of sense. Um, you know, I I think um, I think when I think about Austin, if it's not Phil, um. I hope it's the guy who's hopefully going to finish his story uh, in 40-ish days in, at WrestleMania 40. Um, I think a Cody versus Austin match would be a lot of fun. Um, seeing how Austin wrestled Dustin in a, in a very pivotal role in both guys' careers when they were both going for the WCW TV title. Um you know, I think that'd be a fun little callback to, you know, the family and stuff like that. Um, but 
I know you guys poised the question, and I know he who shall not be named is probably the person that that Stone Cold was talking about. Uh, Brock, yeah, that was the a name that, that, that Tim brought up on on Three CT this week. Um, yeah that 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 does kind of track that that Brock was probably probably that name. Um, but uh, yeah, uh, <laughs> um, probably never getting that one. Probably feels pretty safe that we're never getting that one uh, again. I guess innocent until proven guilty and all of that. Uh, and but, um, man, I have a hard time. I have a hard time believing that you know when when the a former UFC champion was was explicitly named in the in the uh, the, the court documents that uh, we probably know who that is. And let's be honest, he's forty six years old. Um, he turned 47 in July. I don't see this stuff shaking out in the next couple of months. Uh, so we, we, we probably have seen the last of, um, of, of Brock Lesnar. Um, yeah. So I don't, I, you know, beyond Cody, beyond, beyond, uh, punk, um, I like I just I don't know like I don't I don't I don't think like an Austin Roman match is good. Um, it doesn't that doesn't move the needle as much for me. I would prefer that you give me one more Rock versus Austin match before you give me Austin versus Roman. Yeah, maybe maybe that's it. Maybe that's the one. I mean, we 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 call back to WrestleMania 19 where he came out with the vest. You know, OMR one more round. So we do O M O M R one more one more round. Yeah. One more, one more round. Yeah. Um, uh, I mean, I, I thought about this from the perspective, and it's funny. I shared a, a, you know, a comment from, you know, a certain wrestler uh, about how he understands that he kind of fucked his shit up in WWE, and that being Matt Riddle. Mm. You know, and I shared that in the group chat uh, on, on Instagram. Where he's like, yeah, I would have loved to have finished the the shit with Randy. Like, that's a match that a year ago before Matt Riddle became a questionable character, especially for... A problem? The (laughs) The things that he's doing, especially with a lawsuit and pending litigation... Doesn't really make him the most bring backable. No, it's a a problem. He's a problem. Especially... Especially because him and Dana, uh, a.k.a. the guy from the UFC, have gotten into it back and forth from Matt's time when he was in the UFC. Yeah. Yeah. So, um, on top of him doing some shit that isn't fucking smart, uh, and with them facing pending litigation, you also, I don't know, pissed in the Wheaties of your fucking parent company's boss stupid idiot you know because i do think a matt riddle roman reigns match would be dude and and here's the deal man like i i remember watching matt riddle on the indies okay like i I, i'd been 
he, he, there's been a couple of companies that he's worked with in, in our area or in my area, I should say, not our area, uh, in my area, um, that, that he wrestled before he went to WWE, before he was in NXT. And when I, when I talk about like the, the stupid level of talent that that guy had in the ring at that time, before he went and trained and learned at the, the in the in the company that's at the top of this business he was unreal okay um and obviously a physical specimen like just uh, just i mean i i don't know that i've ever seen a, a human being with that little body fat that close to me. i mean li- like i was front row at a show in Eddie Stone PA right and he is like Dude's fucking big and yoked and nothing moved on him. Like the, 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 the guy is just chiseled out of fucking stone. And like he is he is literally like a pro wrestling promoter's dream. Like that's it's everything you want. He he can he can be technical, he can be physical, he can be quick, uh, he can fly, and he's a fucking giant with huge muscles. Like He's got it all. Um, the problem is um, the thing that derailed his uh, MMA career is his stupidity and immaturity. And that derailed his WWE career. Like, you know, it, it, it's it's a shame. It's a shame because, like, he. I really think that he, he could have been a WWE World Heavyweight Champion. Um, and like, like, let's be honest, man. Like he's not getting any younger. He just turned 38, which I get like in today's WWE, I can already hear Conrad Thompson in my ear. AJ Styles, 46 years old. Um, but again, in, in today's climate, if this guy doesn't kind of rehab his image, I don't think he ever steps foot back in the WWE. You know, so his his uh, his own stupidity derailed a, a a huge potential in his career. And like you know, it, it it's and when I say it's a bummer, I want to make sure that I'm being clear that like if if any like I know he's been alleged to have done some some pretty awful things. So like when I say when I say it's a shame, I mean like the the the, the the wrestling potential like obviously if, if he is guilty of any of the things he's been accused of then I don't feel bad for him in any way shape or form but like as as long as they are accusations as long as like he has not been proven of anything like it 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 it, it, it sucks it sucks from a re- at least from a wrestling fan standpoint there's a lot of things okay in the last uh couple of years and as as we've kind of found out over the course of a of, of greater portion of our lives. Um, there's been a lot of unfortunate and, and awful things uh, in the wrestling business. So, um, yeah, I just I, I want to make sure I'm clear on that, that I'm not just out here uh, uh, feeling sorry for somebody who's potentially not the best person. Yeah, uh, I mean, I agree with those sentiments. I also think, you know, when the, the question got posed I, I was trying to think is there somebody 
from the female side of things. You know, obviously the male legends or Hall of Famers that you're realistically getting, you know, any kind of match or program out of has kind of slimmed itself down to Austin, The Rock. You know, I, I don't, I don't, technically, I guess you could say Randy Orton because he is still there. Um, but there really isn't a ton of, you know, we're not picking up the phone and calling Scott Steiner. We're not picking up the phone and calling, you know, uh, Triple H. You know, he can't, he obviously can't because of, you know, the pacemaker and, and, and all that. Um, you know, that's an issue because Triple H is someone that I probably would have put on this list because I would have loved for the Cody Rhodes Triple H match that should have happened after he smashed the statue or the throne. Um, but we're never going to get that match because of, you know, obviously the, the health condition. So um, elsewhere, I you know, I, so I started thinking about women's matches. Who is someone that Charlotte Flair could have a match with? Who is someone that Bailey could have a match with that is from the women's, you know, portion of the show? Um, I mean, I feel like Charlotte had had the one with Trish. Um, uh, I feel like I felt like we were heading towards there with Bailey, and maybe we we still can. Except now with Bailey turning face, uh, that kind of makes it a little more, uh, a little more challenging. Uh, although they did heal Trish on this last run. Um, that's a tough thing, man. Because you you think about the the, the legends and the, on the women's side, um, China no longer with us. Um, Ashley Massaro no longer with us. Um, you know, we like, are we really dying to see Candace, Michelle, Tori Wilson, you know, Eve Torres? Like, I don't think, I don't think Candace, I don't think Candace, Tori, um, I don't think they can, I don't, I don't think they, they would really come back to wrestle. They've, they've done, they've done like the, they did like the 24 seven spots. Yeah. Tori was in Aurora Rumble. Um, Eve, I, yeah, I don't, I don't know. Um, plus, I mean, I'm, and again, not to be an asshole, um, there really isn't a ton of like legendary female talent. Lita came back. Lita came back. Trish came back. Um, Molly Holly, uh, I think she would be a, a good, a good match, especially for somebody like Bailey. Yeah. I feel like the problem is a lot of the women um, legends were from the Divas era. When the wrestling was, you know, and this is no fault to them. It's where the company was. The wrestling wasn't good. So, like. That's what I was saying by not not, not to sound like an asshole, but. Yeah. the, The legend side of the women's roster is not very deep. I mean, literally, the only one that comes to mind. And I don't know where she's at physically in terms of, of, of a wrestling career is AJ Lee. That, that That's really the only one that I can think of. Um, Cause I don't think, I don't think Paige is coming back at least anytime soon. And 
Yeah, AJ's like the only one. And and I do have one match that I think that would be very like cool for like a a legend spot. Give me Bianca Belair versus Jacqueline. That could be cool. I think that would be a cool thing. If you could get Jackie in ring shape to have a match. I know she's probably in her 50s. But I feel like that'd be like a really cool match to see like. She's 60. Uh, I was way off. Wow. I didn't think she was that old. I didn't either. That's that's why she. You know, that's why she's someone that came into my head because I figured, okay, you know, Bianca Belair, you know, one of the more athletic female wrestlers of, of this era. Jackie was doing things that were kind of unheard of, you know, whenever she was coming through. I just felt like it was a it was a good, you know, a good match to have. I think I think it'd be a lot of fun. Um that she was, was the in one the first I, women's rumble. Yep. Jackie was Jackie was the one that I uh that I had kind of in my head, you know, from a from a legends perspective. Um but the only person I think that she that, that that would make sense for her to have a match would be Bianca Belair. Like I'm not dying to see a Jacqueline versus Charlotte Flair match. Not dying to see her versus Bailey. I think her versus Bianca, her versus even maybe a Naomi. Yeah. Yeah. You know, those are those are two things that I just those are the two names. So that Eve I came Torres up is is um she'll be forty this year. So she okay. she could she could be t- potentially in play. Um oh who's the Caitlin. Ah, yep. She could potentially be in play. I think she makes a lot of sense if AJ comes back. Yeah, she'll be uh, thirty-eight this year, so definitely. Uh, I just think I think her and AJ as a tag team going for like the women's tag titles. Yeah, you know they're they they, they were quote friends, you know, on the show. I think it, it's it's kind of like a built-in tag partner, especially if Bailey, especially if AJ is going to take. A little bit of time to to get herself really back in ring shape. Yep. You know, I, I I just think there's like I said, there's a couple of options that you can go with. Yeah, for sure. But um, from a women's perspective, I think it's a little bit more narrow. Yeah, AJ's about to turn thirty seven, so. But I know she's so, she's had a neck thing, so yeah. They, they, but yeah, I, I agree, man. The, the because of what, how bad the company did the women's division uh-huh. for a very long time. Um, I think that I think that that pool of red legend dream matches is much smaller. Correct, and I and, and I sit here and I and I think about you know the the AJ the AJ stuff. Um, AJ makes a lot of sense if she can get medically cleared. But I think the match we all want to see is the CM Punk AJ Lee versus Becky and Seth. Yeah, that one that would be cool. 
I think that's the match. And I think if that's a match where... And the problem is, is with, with Phil being out, that match I don't think is... I don't think that's a WrestleMania 41 match. Because I think that's Phil's main event. Yeah. Now that this one got taken from him. So it's almost, are you telling me that that's a SummerSlam 2025 match? If you're telling me that, or if you're even, even if you're telling me that, that, you know, he somehow is back by August, ready to go, which I, which I don't necessarily know that he's back at a hundred percent in August. Yeah. And, 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 top, and, and I want, I want him, I want him to take as much time to be healthy yeah, so that when yeah. he is back, we don't, you know, we don't go through another injury situation. I agree. That's why that's my concern. My concern is, does it make sense now to rush him back to potentially have this AJ and him versus Seth and Becky, or does it make more sense for him to kind of be around, do the commentary thing, know that we're know that he's still there. Then he slowly starts to make his return. Yeah. You know, and maybe he wins the Royal Rumble next year. You know, maybe that's when he makes his return. We don't rush him back to be part of something that we don't need him to be a part of just to have him on the show. Yeah, for sure. Um, Again, I just, I think that there's a couple of different routes that, that, we can go that I think make a ton of sense. Um, and I, and I, and I think that at this point, you know, from the legends perspective, uh, the Austin, the Austin match versus punk is one that we all want to see. Um, but a match of that magnitude, they're going to want it to take place at WrestleMania. And I, I don't necessarily know that, that's the match that I want to see CM Punk have at WrestleMania next year. Yeah. You know, I think the match I want him to have next year is a match similar to or the match that he was supposed to have this year for the World Heavyweight title or even against Cody for the W the WWE Championship. You know, I, I think he needs that moment more now than he needed when he left 10 years ago. Because it was there. It was in his hands. And this this one kind of got taken from him. Yeah. You know, so um, that, that's the way I look at it. Uh, again, I think I obviously want Phil to come back at 100% because I don't want to lose him again. Because we only got X amount of time left in these runs before inevitably Father Time catches up with him. Yeah, yeah. And, and years of the business are taking their toll as we have already seen so yeah and this is also a guy who took off and didn't wrestle for about six or seven years yeah but all right that's the uh the stone cold steve austin talk uh joe is in route so we'll go to my topic we'll close with his um there was a news report that came out earlier today um about potential location for WrestleMania 41, uh, the leader in the clubhouse uh, currently is uh, Allegiant Stadium in 
uh, fabulous Las Vegas. Um, personally, would love to see them have a WrestleMania <laughs> in Las Vegas. Because fuck it, why not? Um, Shut up and take I, my money. Yeah, would I love to see a WrestleMania inside that stadium? Yes, because I think the stadium was laid out it's cool. very cool for, for SummerSlam when they had it there. Oh, that's um, but when I'm sitting here looking at it and, and the thought process of if 41 is in Vegas, what's the next following steps? Because this is the thing that you have to think about. Um, everybody's like, oh, what are they going to do a London or an England or a, you know overseas WrestleMania? And I and personally, I don't think that that happens, at least not for the next three to five years. I think there's enough cities in the in, in the United States that will bid to get WrestleMania to make it make sense. I think Minnesota's in, on, on, on the, the docket. I think a return trip to the new Mercedes-Benz Stadium in Atlanta's on the docket. Um, I think there are some things that are potential that, that could happen that would put that ahead of England. Um, but my bigger question here is... Allegiant Stadium makes a ton of sense for the, the, the WrestleMania 41. WrestleMania 42 in 2026, um, it's a month and a half before the start of the World Cup. Oh, okay. So you're there are host cities in North America because uh, North America has the World Cup in 2026. Um, I was looking at it earlier today because I saw something online and I was like, oh, let me look at it real quick. Um, you know, venues that are that are going to be in play for the World Cup, L.A., San Francisco, Seattle, Houston, Kansas City, Atlanta, Boston, Miami, uh, MetLife Stadium, Philly, and Toronto. Um, that kind of limits your number, and as I have to go let Joe in, <laughs> yeah it, um so there's a couple there that obviously you're gonna you're gonna scratch off the list philly i don't think is gonna get a wrestlemania just a couple of years um after after they host one um so you can kind of scratch them off i i would be kind of surprised to see met life on the docket because you're that's that's just a couple hours up the road from philly um, again, in that, in that short window, um, I guess you can't roll it out because they're, they're hosting the, are they hosting the finals of the world cup, of the world cup? No, uh, MetLife is, yes. As we just said, yeah, uh, MetLife oh, is, oh, Joe. Oh, you guys want to start? Oh, hey Joe. Yeah. We, we'll start recording right now. All right. Cool. 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 You didn't miss anything. Welcome to take three wrestling podcast. Uh, yeah, let me let me just say some stuff before you hit record, just so like you know stuff that shouldn't be on the air. Oh, um, Jesus Christ! Let's see. Crazy. What should I say? Who should I talk about? Damn, I got nothing. All right, continue. <laughs> you bring and I'm back. I was like, oh. I was just gonna step out for a minute. Um, <laughs> he preemptively struck. I'm like, yeah, I'm just gonna leave. This is safer. Um, if and this this is where I thought about Las Vegas and Minnesota. Um, because both of those did not make the cut for the World Cup. So 
does it make sense for the next two years in somewhat of order B, Las Vegas and Minnesota? Yeah, I mean, I know they're doing they're doing some pretty extensive renovations, I believe, at the Sky Dome. Um, so that could potentially be one when 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 you're getting near that that um, that time frame. Because again, I I think in in the new in the new WWE in the Endeavor WWE the TKO, like you're you're seeing a you're seeing a very deliberate um, push to have some of these bigger events coincide with other big events. See WrestleMania press conference in Vegas during Super Bowl week. Um, that 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 wasn't by accident, kids at home. That that was not that was not a mistake. The WWE uh, was was very intentional on that. So I like I think when you're starting to like look at great point world cup look at the look at the host locations um the cross promotion there between the two a little bit maybe from the opposite side of this because at this point we've established wrestlemania is always going to take place in as in a stadium so there's only so many stadiums across the country uh pretty much any anywhere that has a football team an nfl team's got a stadium right Mm -hmm. And I guess maybe there's a couple of other stadiums, but not like, uh, not 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 that many others. So here's my question: Who's never getting a WrestleMania, even though they've got a stadium? Uh, I, don't think, I don't think you get another one in Chicago. No, because you you I mean, you can't unless unless because I now I've I've heard rumors that the. Bears, dome on Soldier Field. The Bears are exploring either doming Soldier Field or building a new domed stadium in Chicago. So um, if they do that, they're out of the equation. I think Green Bay is out of the equation. Buffalo. Yeah, Green Bay. Uh, no, while Buffalo's new stadium Buffalo, Buffalo will, could be is going to have a dome. That's going to be a big fancy new stadium. I think like Cleveland, Cincy. Like they could, they, they, like those stadiums. I think Cleveland's a rumor for SummerSlam this year. Yes, that's um, still in the division. Like, hey, Cleveland rocks. Um, I don't think Pittsburgh does. Because you're you, you can you can get you can get lake effects now into mid to late. Uh, yep. Well, uh, also, let's be real. If you're going to go to Pennsylvania, you go to Philadelphia. Yeah. Yeah. You don't go to Pittsburgh. No. Um, like John Mellencamp on tour. I don't think DC would get one unless they they, they build a new stadium. What about uh, Baltimore? I mean, I think if you're going to put one in DC, I'd put it at Nats Park. Uh you're going to be too close to you're going to be too close to baseball season. Cause like you're you're like. I, mean, I would not be at FedEx Field. That place is a fucking. Well, that's what I'm saying. I think you're going to wait until Washington because they're going to be replacing FedEx Field at some point. I fucking hope so. In the near place. future, so you're going to wait until they build a new one there. Um, Baltimore, you could. Um, I'd rather not because I don't feel like getting mugged. Is that well, like he trying to get shot? Well, yeah. I mean, you guys were in Inglewood last year. Inglewood. Uh, so I mean, come on. Um, yeah, but I mean Baltimore does suck as a city, but but I think if you're going to do DC, some people would argue Philadelphia isn't the safest place in the oh, world. Oh, it's I mean it's not. There's a reason that I'm that we're staying in a half an hour away in KOP. 
Yeah, I don't. I don't feel like saying in the hood. Nah, man. Yeah. Like, because uh, that's one thing we were talking about. Like when we were when we were first talking about places to stay. I'm like, look, I'm not driving all around the the like back streets of Philly that I don't. I'm, I don't know. Like, I yeah. don't know well enough to be like, okay, we shouldn't stay in this portion of the city. Um, at one in the morning, <laughs> like, you know, there's yeah. it, it, like, I'm very, I was very intentional about the fact that like you, you, you get off the highway, you're at the stadiums, you get back on the highway, you get off at the hotel. Like I get it's a 30 minute drive, but I would rather do that. <laughs> no, I get it. Trust me. And like I said, I, I, I'm game for that. Um, the- I do, I do have a friend who grew up in West Philadelphia. Born and raised. Yeah, but he mostly spent all his time like on the basketball courts and stuff. So, until, well, not- well, until he until he moved in with with Zanti and Bel Air, right? Well, yeah, how'd you know? Uh, lucky guess. <laughs> <laughs> um, another another one that I don't think has a shot is uh, Denver. No. No, I don't believe. Mania. Again, unless yeah. they unless they would dome that, which I don't see them ever doing. And it, I that means like give it head, something like that. And that's what doming. I think. I don't. Yeah, I don't think that you're gonna ever put a roof on Empower Stadium or whatever no, the fuck they call no. nowadays. Um, you know, so so just quick when you go through the. Does Orlando right? ever get another WrestleMania? I could. I think it's they, they, they love they love Jacksonville doesn't. <laughs> no, yeah, I'll tell, you, I'll tell you that right now. Jacksonville like, actually, you know what? You know when Jacksonville's gonna get WrestleMania? The WrestleMania after they bury AEW. That's when yeah, they're, that's when they're gonna put in that's when they're gonna put in WrestleMania in Jacksonville. Oh my god, Mania sixty, a con in every corner. <laughs> I'm yes. here for it. Yes, do you know Shane McMahon? Fuck you, Tony! <laughs> Shane McMahon signs a contract instead of Nick Khan. So it's Nick Khan versus Tony Khan versus Shad Khan. Versus Shane. I don't want to be associated with Vince anymore, so I changed my last name to Khan. Real talk. Versus Shaka Khan. And a uh, I don't think I don't think Foxborough gets Yeah, I don't know. Either. I don't know if Foxborough gets one either. Real talk. I heard someone have the theory recently. Not Austin. That no. Not Austin Theory, and I forget which podcast I was listening to. It might, it might it's one of the Conrad ones. I feel like, I'm so but it might, it's either that or Busted Open. It's one of the wrestling ones that I listened to. Um, but they had a theory that the reason why WWE has been using Triple H's real name a lot lately, if you notice, they've been mm-hmm. calling him Paul Triple H Levesque. Mm-hmm. The reason they're doing that so much is because Stephanie is going to eventually be back with the company. And McMahon is a dirty word right now in the company, so they're kind of trying to get us used to Levesque as a name that's out there because we all know that they're married. That's a- so Stephanie Levesque being on the executive board of directors or whatever you know role she ends up taking if she comes back, it's it, it's a natural transition. I don't know if I take any credence to it, but it's an interesting theory. I mean, hear. when I mean she, she her full name is Stephanie Marie McMahon Levesque. So she can, yeah. That 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 dude, that I didn't even think of that. That's actually probably a really that's a really astute observation, and that makes a lot of sense now. I wish if I knew that was Conrad Thompson or Bully Ray. 
I don't know who to credit right now. Because yeah, because they're yeah. The again, they're very intentional about that. Because well, yeah, why all of a sudden would you start calling him Paul Triple H Levesque? Yeah, like we've never we've never really heard him address, and if you ever hear him addressed by his real name, you hear him addressed as Paul. Yeah, you exactly. never hear him addressed as Paul Levesque. Yeah, that's new. Terrorizing. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. That's one hundred percent why they're doing it. That's whoever whoever said that. Whether it was Bully Conrad or whoever, whomever. That's a that's a great point. That's a brilliant point. Yeah. One hundred percent. There's we, we we we've talked about how hey maybe some of these things that they're doing are to you know fan out the fire. Hello. Okay, so case in point, man, um, it was Monday when they were running the package back about the press event last week on Monday Night Raw. My, my wife was in, like, we have a big open living room into our kitchen, and, like, she's in the kitchen getting something, and she goes, she, like, turns around, and they're doing this, and she goes, huh, they, uh, that Vince McMahon story's gone away pretty quick, hadn't it? I'm like, you think, right? Like, there, there's, it's not coincidental that The Rock was put on the board and is now no. heavily involved in the WWE. And this program has gotten as much attention. And it's going to be part of what, you know, in Joe's topic here in a minute as well. This is all intentional. Like, there's a reason that, that this thing fast forward. And now, granted, did the WWE get quote unquote lucky with the punk injury that you had the ability to swerve out of, you know, some of your WrestleMania plans? Absolutely. But like, yeah, it, like, and that's the thing. And and look, I'm not, I'm not the, the, the Vince McMahon story should not go away. <laughs> like, let's be, let's be very clear on that. Like that is something that needs to be on the front page. And as it, as the legal proceedings continue to take place, these things need to be reported on. However, WWE, from a business standpoint, TKO, from a business standpoint, um, acted very quickly um, to erase a problem, and they are doing that continuously every week, and they are doing it very well. Absolutely, but yeah, in terms, of, yeah, the mania locations, man, like, yeah, just looking down over the rest of like the the NFL uh, stadiums, uh, Tennessee uh, would not get one until their new stadium is built. Uh, which is a ways out. I would kind of be surprised to see Kansas City get one because it's just kind of an old, crappy stadium. Um, not saying they wouldn't, but um, with with some of the other stadiums that are out there, uh, probably not going to. Um, like you said, Lambeau not going to, Chicago not going to unless they dome. Um, uh, Tampa, they were just there. They would obviously get another one again. Levi's, I'm sure they'll do another one. Um, Seattle, does does the Seahawks stadium? It closes. It encloses. Yes. Yep. So you could potentially do it. Uh, you could potentially do one there as well. I think that would be a cool. They did it safe though. They did. They did. So I mean, I guess you could do you could do it there again. And it, I guess if you do it, I guess if you would do it in March. Um, that weekend in March, you would just have to start whomever. On yeah, the road, on the road, it. which teams teams in the Northeast usually start in the road for a couple of weeks anyway because of the weather. 
honestly, honest, I would, I would die, and I would spend the retarded amount of money that I know it would cost. Um, if you tell me that they put a WWE, uh, -oh. uh yep, there it is, at Fenway Park. Yeah. The Royal Rumble. Well, they're never doing one in January. I don't yeah. They're ever doing one. Like SummerSlam. Oh, there sorry. you go. You said you said the, the yeah. You send the Sox on a ten-game West Coast road trip and have SummerSlam, uh, Money in the Bank, whatever, at Fenway Park. Um, I guess I'm getting on a plane and going. I uh, am coming. Yeah, thanks, Cody. Because that's exactly what's happening. Um, so yeah, uh, that's. I think that's a slam dunk. Um, Do you ever think we see a? And not WrestleMania. Mm -hmm. Be realistic. Premium live event from Madison Square Garden ever again. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. You can put a fucking fast lane there real quick. Oh, I mean, for if sure. You'll you'll get something, whether it's a. I think you got Raws. Honestly, and Smackdowns. And I'll stuff. put I'll put Survivor Series there. There's been a lot of Survivor Series that you know, I, you know I get it. it. It's a little different now with, with 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 two rings, two cages, you know, and, and all of that. But actually, you know, now that you say that, actually MSG might be a little small for war games. And in war games. War games! War games! War games! Yeah. But there's always there's always SummerSlam. Well, but here's the you thing. Have, you don't have to put a big show there. But here's the th here's the thing too with, with, with MSG. If you're gonna do a show there, you you give it the same treatment that you just gave the United or uh the Rosemont for Survivor Series. You don't do any staging. You just do the very minimalistic so that you can maximize um, the the number of number of people. And and this is what I would love to see at MSG is go back to doing the little the little short ramp. On oh, the and you see people like trying to go across to get like different sections. And like stuff? on the back of fucking hard cam, like they used to do yeah, back yeah. in the day. Give me that because that's gonna again that's gonna maximize. Um, the number of people that you're going to get into there because I mean, it holds, um, let me pull up the, it holds like 15,000. It holds more than that for, uh, concerts. It holds around 20. Really? Boxing. It holds around 20 to 20,789 is, is the capacity yeah, listed I, for I boxing. No I have no problem missing out on like 3,500 fans to put a, uh, you know, fast lane or a fucking great balls of fire or a, you know, vengeance stick, whatever. Yeah. See, well, but the funny thing is, I feel like with the premium live events now, they're moving more and more direction where it's either your big shows that are taking place in your WrestleManias are in NFL stadiums, your Royal Rumbles and SummerSlams are in baseball stadiums or you know, some other kind of big settings like that. And then your other shows, your kind of like beach shows, they seem to be doing more and more, let's take these international, let's take these to countries 
where all of a sudden Backlash is special because it's not just happening in Oshkosh Bagash, fucking Pennsylvania. It's happening Yo, in... Yo, he's taking a shot at you right now. <laughs> no, no, but I'm saying... You're just going to let him do this? It's happening in Puerto Rico. You're going to put him in a body bag when we go in 40 days to... He just called out Oshkosh, Pennsylvania. God damn it, Joe. Is that a real place? Will you stop? Probably. <laughs> I'm just saying, though, it's like, like they are trying to make the B-shows more important in some way and the easiest way for them to do that is by putting them in places like puerto rico or germany or well, well let's be honest too though like so last year they did the um they did the money in the bank at the o2 in london yeah. but this year it's in toronto so you okay, could you, you could do money in the bank at msg wait look here here, here are the upcoming events including the nxt shows uh elimination chamber in perth uh, Stan and I can't feel my liver. WrestleMania at Lincoln Financial Field. Backlash France at the LDLC Arena in Petty. Uh, Sienne Chapier, France. Oh. Uh, NXT Battleground from the Enmark Arena in Savannah, Georgia. Money yeah. in the Bank at the Scotiabank Arena. Where's that? Uh, that's in Toronto. Oh, okay. Heat Wave, July 7th, the next night in NXT show. At the same location. And August 31st, Bash in Berlin at the Mercedes-Benz Arena in Berlin, Germany. And that's all they've announced so far. That's all they've announced so far. So what I'm saying is, if you're going to have something in MSG, it is very well possible. It is still an option for you long term because you can make it a history-filled night. You, you can do things... Um, you know, is it going to be SummerSlam? No. Is it going to be WrestleMania? Probably not. Is it going to be, you know, a, you know, Money in the Bank? Is it going to be a Elimination Chamber? Is it going to be a uh, Survivor Series if they don't have a WG going on? Is it going to be, you know, one of these other smaller, as Joe put it, B shows? Very well possible, but it doesn't take MSG out of the equation. Right. Um, you know, when you think about it from the perspective, um, I don't necessarily know that. I, I mean, honestly, I think right now, I, I think that aside from a WrestleMania at either the Dolphin Stadium or, um, you know, Orlando, I don't necessarily know that WWE is dying to be in the state of Florida. I think Tampa is always in play. I think the Jacksonville is never happening. No, Jacksonville is never happening. Never. Especially, I mean, Tony Khan's family literally owns that stadium. Correct. So, like, it's really not happening. But, like, Tampa is in play because Tampa has a nice stadium. Tampa yeah, is a nice town. They're not gonna. They're not gonna triple dip that that soon. You know, because you're supposed to have it. No, no. But what, but what I'm saying is though, it's like if you're if we're cycling through these, like WrestleMania 55. Sure. Or maybe even 50. You know what I mean? Maybe even 48. That's eight years from now. And the last say, one. I was going to say eight. Eight is probably the earliest I'd see him back in Tampa. So wait. Okay, here. Because you have Atlanta. I was going to say, wait, wait, wait. Let's, let's, let's go. Give me the next six. Vegas, Realistically. Vegas. Okay. Atlanta. Minnesota. Why do you think Minnesota? They I think a, Minnesota's a weird they have, place. They have a brand new state of the art fucking stadium. Yeah, it's 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 one of the, probably the nicer I'd say probably top five ish 
stadiums in the NFL. And you have all the AWA territory. You can put a bunch of AWA guys in the Hall of Fame then. Um, so that, like I said, Vegas, Atlanta, Minnesota, I think Indianapolis is in play, especially with our good friend Pat McAfee representing Raw instead of SmackDown, um, you know, with, with the promotion that he could do there. Uh, obviously, I think a return appearance to Inglewood could be in the equation sooner rather than later. Really? Uh, Seattle's in play. Um, there's one more other fucking really cool stadium that I'm fucking blanking on right now, and it's really going to piss me off. Atlanta? You said Atlanta. Atlanta. I said Atlanta. Yeah. Um... Green Day. Fuck no. God damn it. Oh, who are missing? Oh, I, th- I think Detroit's in play. Yeah. I think you can go to Ford Field real quick. It's been a, a minute since you've been back to Detroit. I, we have never been to Detroit, so it's been at least the last, like... Twelve. At the very least, because so before we started going, I think, was what? It wasn't Detroit. It was the one... Because not, not, we, we never did Chicago. I, mean, I, I don't think... I don't think... Where was 27? Uh... Last time they did Detroit was WrestleMania 23. 26 is the one we didn't go to, and that was probably in Arizona. 26 26 was Glendale. Yeah, 26 was the University of Phoenix Stadium in Arizona. Which is not probably in the equation. It's a nice nice stadium. I get listen, as a non-sports person, or like a a very surface-level sports person, I, like, when I think stadium, I think NFL teams. So if you're telling me a place that doesn't have an NFL team, mm-hmm. I'm like... What's the home of the Arizona Cardinals? Oh, shit, Arizona has an NFL team. I forgot about <laughs> Yeah, they just... I mean, they hosted... Last year, they hosted the National <laughs> College <laughs> National <laughs> Championship <laughs> and the Super Bowl. <laughs> what is happening? <laughs> Like they literally just hosted the two biggest sport, the big two biggest football games last year. Really? Yes. Ah, I love that for them. It's Arizona. I wouldn't be mad at going to Arizona. <laughs> yeah, and like Phoenix is a is a cool spot. So been there. We went to wrestle. We went to Royal Rumble nineteen. The go. food was really good. Yeah. Uh, I mean, uh, locational-wise, you know... Uh, Dallas? I, you've had two there in the last 12. I don't. I think you go back to Miami or Orlando before you go back to Dallas. I mean, but you went back to New Orleans twice in like a five-year span. 27 and 30? New Orleans? No, New Orleans was 30 and... 30, 30, 30 Okay. Right? 35. Kofi Mania. 34. Kofi Mania was in New York. Kofi Mania was New York. But so 30 and 34, even more so. You did it literally four years. And Jerry World, I think they did it twice within four years. It was 32, and then it was supposed to be... It was supposed to be 37. So that would have been five years apart, but then the pandemic. So they bumped Tampa, they bumped Dallas, they bumped uh, L.A. So do you think Philly was originally going to be 39? 
Or do you, or, or do you think they would have done somewhere else in, in Philly because it's the Northeast would have always been the target for 40? I think there's a real world where MetLife would have been a target for 40. We haven't been to MetLife since 28, have we? Yeah, we have. We were there. 35. I don't fucking remember shit. We I were... don't know. <laughs> Except we literally just said it a minute and a half ago. Under, under a minute. Good God, they really—he really is Mark, and Mark really is—he really is, right? Okay, I'm, cool. I'm terrified. I'm terrified of what. Honest, honestly, I think forty in itself was always going to be in a major hub. This was a Atlanta, oh, yeah. a Philly, a you know. Honestly, I thought LA was more in play for 40 than it was for 39. You know, because you can call back to WrestleMania 2 when they had it in the three different locations. You know, mm. one of the locations was LA. You know, that's why I always thought LA made sense for 40. Because going back and looking at it, like WrestleMania 10 was in the garden. WrestleMania 20 was in the garden. And then like you're like, oh, WrestleMania 30. Was it somewhere in New York? Nope, it was in fucking New Orleans. Yeah, that one was really strange. Why they did that one there. You know, that that's one that I just, I guess I don't get. Like, if you're telling me right now, MetLife makes sense in 10 years for WrestleMania 50. Yeah. That's when MetLife makes sense to me. Yeah, 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 yeah. I agree with that. Because if you're going to have the 50th anniversary of your biggest show... You might as well have it close to the place that you had the first one and the 10th one and the 20th one and close enough to where you had the 40th one where it kind of makes sense because 50 is a big landmark. You know, that's where MetLife makes the most sense to me. Um, you know, that's why I wouldn't put it immediately. Like, I feel that, you know, not announcing where next year's is going to be yet is kind of head scratching to me because. This tells me maybe Endeavor wants to switch up the thought process. You know, maybe Endeavor is holding this up a little bit. You know, they just announced a deal with the Honda Center where, you know, they're going to have at least three UFC slash WWE shows at the Honda Center every year for the next couple of years. Um, you know, I wonder if this is something where, hey, you know, we're going to we're going to hold out and see if. People want WrestleMania more than you know they have before, and if you're not going to give Atlanta a WrestleMania in the next couple years, this is going to sound really. Uh, and and we can wrap this up and move on to Joe's topic after. It's going to sound really like personal for me. Um, if you're not going to put it there, uh, Figure out a week that the Atlanta Falcons are on the road and give me a December pay-per-view from that arena, that brand-new state-of-the-art football stadium, and fucking give me Starcade. That'd be cool. You know, give me the Starcade fucking logo. Give me give me all the old-school Starcade field in right dead center in, in that brand-new stadium in Atlanta. If you're not going to give them a WrestleMania, you know, and I know that it's hard because... They had the national title game in football. They had the national title game in basketball. So, you know, there's other things that are running, you know, in the areas where 
WWE would love to get into, but they're going up against the NCAA Final Four. They're going up against, you know, some other things. Here's the deal. Now, I don't. I don't think this is this is what would ha- end up happening. But what a cool place to finish your fucking story if you're Cody Rhodes. <laughs> like, okay. if, assuming, assuming, uh, like you know, unless if, if something goes wonky and we do get Tim's uh, dream uh, tag team match to close this year's out. Oh, I think you're getting that tag match, but I think it's night one. Ooh, this sounds like a really good time to transition into my topic. Hey, look how good we are. It's like, it's, like, it's like we wrote this out. So, again, apparently I, I listen to a lot of wrestling podcasts. I was listening to Busted Open earlier this week, and they were discussing whether or not the main event scene for this year's WrestleMania, the Rock and Roman and Cody and Seth Rollins of it all, which I think all of us are paying a lot of attention to. All of us are talking a lot about. I don't know about, like, I've, I've listened to probably, like, 80,000 podcasts about this topic in some way, shape, or form in the last week and a half. Everyone's talking about the main event scene at WrestleMania. That's really good. Except, is it overshadowing the rest of everything else going on at WrestleMania too much in a negative way. What do you guys think? Mike, you want to go first? You want me to go first? Uh, either way, whatever you prefer. I'll give you the choice. Go ahead. Um, I don't necessarily say that I'm going to say that it's overshadowing um, the rest of the card. Uh, I think the card itself has taken a hit because of the loss of CM Punk. He's, he is to WWE what Aaron Rodgers was to the New York Jets. <laughs> Here and gone in eight seconds? Yes. Okay. Um, You're not wrong. No, he's not. Um, I, I do think that a CM Punk Seth Rollins world title match makes all of this go away. <laughs> Or not go away, but goes a different route. Um, the problem here is, and I'm not going to say that it's a main event problem. I'm going to say it's a lack of build problem because we're at February 15th, and um, I got no idea what what Goon's doing. I got no idea what Logan Paul's doing with his title because he's wrestling in the Elimination Chamber. Mm-hmm. Um, the tag titles that we thought were either going to be A, split up, or B, taken off of Judgment Day seem to be like that's still going to be a thing where mm-hmm. those guys are going to be defending the titles on one of the nights of WrestleMania, probably against the Miz and R-Truth. That's what I'm expecting at this point. Which, um, which let's be honest, if 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 the, the tag titles didn't get to split until then and we're getting the awesome truth as tag champions, I'm for it. Sure. I'll just be on the record for that. Um. And I think the other, the other. Oh my thing, god! Wait, I'm sorry. What if that's how they split the tag titles? Our truth picks a different partner. No, no, no. Like, like, what if they win the tag belts, mm-hmm. the undisputed tag belts at WrestleMania, and then on the next night on Raw, our truth and Miz are there, and they're just like, yeah, like our truth is like, yo, dog, I'm on Raw and you're on SmackDown. I got an idea. You take the SmackDown tag titles, I'll take the Raw tag titles. All right, see ya. 
Like, that sounds like some shit you can just pull off with our truth And then, yeah, have him pick a new partner over on Raw and have Buggy and Miz pick a new partner on SmackDown. I don't hate it. Yeah, I don't hate it either, but uh, I I have more questions than answers, and that's another topic for another day. Um, so the, the the thought that I have here is with that taking a hit, and then Charlotte Flair being hurt. Uh huh. And I, I'm gonna kind of be an asshole here, and that's okay because I wear that hat really well on the show. Um. I honestly could give two fucks what Rhea Ripley's doing right now. Because you haven't made me care about her. Yeah, she's on the TV with Judgment Day. But, like, I don't give a fuck about the Nia Jax storyline. I really didn't give a fuck what she was doing for the entire month of fucking November on. Honestly, I feel like the big issue with Rhea Ripley right now is they can't decide what her role is. Because, and this is what I mean. When she's on TV with the Judgment Day, she's a heel. Correct. Because they're a heel group. Correct. But whenever she's out there by herself, basically being women's champion, Rhea Ripley, Mm -hmm. they're basically trying to give her the same push they gave, quote-unquote, the man Becky Lynch when she first came out. The, I'm a badass girl that's going to beat your ass down, I don't care how big you are, any of that. Like, that's the vibe. When she came out on Raw on Monday and came down towards the ring to just go fucking toe-to-toe with Nia Jax, that was the vibe that I got. That was the, we're just, I'm just going to kick your ass because I'm an ass-kicker vibe, which is cool, but it's not the same thing that you were doing when you were on screen with the Judgment Day a half an hour earlier. So it's a really weird, like, mixed signal thing where it's like, I don't know if I'm supposed to cheer for you or not. Because when you come out as the women's champion... You kind of seem like like the person I'm supposed to cheer for, but then when you're out there with Dominic Mysterio, you're obviously a heel. Like it's it's a weird. She's not even playing a character that's like shades of gray. She's literally a heel in some segments and a face in other segments. It's weird. Yeah. Um. Here's the thing. I actually I actually uh, think that what her and Nia Jax are doing is really good. Um, I've been very impressed with the Nia Jax return. Um, I, I think she has been, whether it's, it's better, more focused, more committed, some combination of the three. Um, I think, I think the back in WWE Nia Jax has been the best version we've ever seen of her. The reason I have a hard time being invested in it is because, I know there's like a 0.0001 chance that she is going to be winning next Saturday in Perth. Like that's kind of how I feel about this pay-per-view every year, except for the two chambers. Yeah. Like if a champion's going to defend their title at elimination chamber, the likelihood of them losing it is like 3%. Yeah. And it's, it's in the main event, Jey Uso. Yeah, like it's it's and it's significantly lower for for Rhea because they've already basically given us the stare down between Becky and Rhea at the, at the press event. So mm-hmm. like we pretty much know where we're going here. Um which is fine. Like I don't necessarily hate like telegraphing stuff, but um yeah, it's 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 
I appreciate what they're doing, and I think it's a great. I think it's great work for Nia Jax. Um, but yeah, it's it's it, that that's a tough program to get involved in. Um, you already have the women's other women's main events set. Um, you know, we're just kind of trying to figure out what's going to happen with Seth and, and who's going to be who's he going to be facing. But like, See, I that's one where it's weird, and I feel like that's one where it kind of speaks to the idea of this main event scene overshadowing some stuff. Because Seth has been involved in this whole Rock, Roman, Cody thing. It's it, very involved to the point where this past week he's out there doing a promo talking about the Shield. Basically being like, hey, this Roman, this version of Roman, kind of my fault, guys. Oops, I'm sorry. <laughs> like, literally was out there and then being basically like, hey, but I also think I'm the person that can destroy it. He is one of the few guys that Roman hasn't actually beaten during this title reign. He's so, playing the role of Dr. Frankenstein. Yes, exactly. I created the monster. I can stop the monster. But it's interesting because he's doing all of this while they've also announced that there's this Elimination Chamber match happening with all of these guys who have nothing to do with any of this. And he's going to defend the title at WrestleMania against one of these people. He's involved in the main storyline, and then he's going to have a throwaway title match against somebody. Or at least it feels like potentially it's going to be a throwaway. It's not going to be a throwaway. It's the excuse on why he loses. Because he's focused on the other thing. Correct. He's focused on stopping Frankenstein. Oh, I like that. So it doesn't hurt him. He gets himself so invested in the bloodline and so invested in stopping Frankenstein's monster that he lets his possession slip through his hands because he's too worried about stopping the monster. Okay. And it makes it easy for a cash in from Damian priest, a win from drew McIntyre insert whomever here, whoever, whoever it's going to be that he fights, whoever win, whoever walks out of the chamber, uh, which we'll preview on next week's show, obviously. Um, I legitimately think the thought process is his goal is going to be die on the shield to stop the monster, and it's going to cost him everything he has. Spoiler alert, Iron Man dies. You know, is he going to have to snap his fingers to revert, reverse the blip that's been the right. 76 million day reign of Roman Reigns? And if that's the case, and this is the route that we're going, I love it. Because if done correctly, it can be leading into a summer where Seth Rollins looks at Cody Rhodes and goes, remember... I died on the shield for you. I'm going to want my shot at that. That's oh, yeah, honestly? And this is one of the reasons why I think Cody, at this point, like, you're you're crazy if you don't put the title on him. There's so many people that can challenge for that belt. There's so many paths you can go with. Like, there's no shortage of potential challengers. The way at this point we're kind of with Roman, it's just like he's not there enough to worry about who's challenging him. Yeah, like like, and we've already either seen everybody lose to him, or seen everybody lose to him twice, or 
don't care about a guy enough to want to see him lose to him. You know what I mean? Like, like you've run the gauntlet of Roman's challengers. You've run the gauntlet of Roman's competitors. The only really big match left for Roman at this point is probably The Rock. And you don't need the title for that. So, like, it, it's a very... Like I've said before, and I've said it on, on here before, I'm a big fan of title changes happening when it feels like a very natural... It's time. Like, like it's a natural time. That champion story has kind of ended with the title, and this other person clearly their story can use the title. That is right now. That is WrestleMania. That is Roman. It feels like it's time. You know, it feels like like take the old boy out back. He's he's done enough. That'll do, pig. That'll do. That that's kind of I feel like where we're at. You know. Are you trying to old yeller him, or are you trying to just take that the was Babe? Off of him? That was Babe. But both. Um. Here's here's like my thing with like the the, the original question though like. And and I think Ryan made a great point when I brought this up on three CT this week, is more or less like why shouldn't this overshadow everything? Like when you when you think about some of the biggest main events in in in. WrestleMania, like Austin Rocket at, at 17, um, you know, Hogan, Andre, Warrior Hogan. Um, like On paper leading into it, I think it did. Afterwards, it didn't because TLC was such a fucking banger and everything else. But I think going on paper, you walked into that into that show and you're, the, the match you wanted was that main event. That was that. Well, was the and, the, and it went over like a fart in church because they turned Austin heel. I think I think results oriented when it comes to seven. Which I mean, Austin has professed for years that like the the one regret he has in the business is that he didn't call an audible. Just in ring audible and fucking just, just give him the stunner and just yeah, like yeah, this ain't gonna work here, not tonight. Um, but like you know some some of the biggest some of the biggest main events I kind of did overshadow, and it, I think what I think what feels weird about it is we haven't. I don't think we've had something big on on this scale in in such a long time. I think that's why this this one feels different because like as big as Roman Cody was last year, there were still other big matches that that were on the marquee, and like as big as the women's triple threat uh, was at thirty five, you still had um, you still had Kofi Mania, and you still had Seth and Brock. Um, you know, as big as even Sasha what just Bianca Belair was, you still had the the triple threat with Roman and Edge and yeah. Brian. You yeah. had Wyatt versus uh, Randy Orton, and you had you had other matches that weren't were as important. Yeah, it's as important. It's it's if been. We're being honest. I think you because I I personally disagree with the WrestleMania 17 assessment. I think you have to go back. There might be an argument for 14, because that was the beginning of the Austin era, right? That was oh, I think that was every all eyes were on that match. But yeah, like I, there's an argument for that because you have Mike Tyson involved in that. Like the the mid card in WWE at the time was not the greatest. So like yeah, like all, all the money, all the focus was Austin Michaels. Mike Tyson, that whole thing. So, like, 
I think that's you have to go back to there to get the last time where the main event mattered so much more yeah. than everything else going on on the card. Yeah, and and so I think that's why like it feels weird, and it's and it's, but we yeah. also we and also I think we have to remember too is we are currently sitting fifty days out. And like, I know that's not a lot of time, but that's also a lot of time. Like you still have like seven, you still have seven weeks of programming, um, to get us there. You still have next week going into a premium live event. That's going to set up some things. Like you said right now, like Gunther doesn't have a, a WrestleMania opponent because he's fighting for a shot to go in as intercontinental champion to battle for the world heavyweight title. Now, when he doesn't win in the elimination chamber, um, then he's gonna his program for the with the intercontinental title he's gonna start to take shape. Um, I, I, I think the last time that they were in Philadelphia, I think the main event over over the rest of the show. Oh yeah, Rock. That was Rock Austin one. Yeah, yeah. So, but again, I mean, we're we're talking a couple of decades. Um, that it that it that it's it hasn't been this focused. So, like, there's uh, other things are gonna begin to take shape in the fallout of elimination chamber. Um, but yeah, I mean, this is, this is the biggest story in the history of your company. One of the longest title reigns in the history of your company with one of the biggest, uh, now you're adding in one of the biggest, um, superstars in the history of your company. Who's also happens to be a huge movie star. Um, and then you have a guy who's been at the forefront of your programming, for the last decade um, in Seth Rollins and a guy who was the son of Dusty Rhodes was here, left, started his own company, came back and has been the the flag bearer for your company for the last two years, almost three years. Like th this is the biggest story and this should kind of overshadow things because we're, we're potentially talking about a, a – separate separate matches and multiple stories and everything that could potentially head headline both nights i was gonna say like, like i don't i don't want it to i personally don't want it to but like it certainly does kind of look like we're getting tag match night one cody roman night two well see but here's the thing and like if it is overshadowing everything else that much doesn't it sort of make sense that you do the double main event thing like that because if you don't then isn't there real potential for all of us to be like why do i really care about this night one main event like like what are you putting in the night one main event ria becky do you give two crops about that when you know that tomorrow night it's all about roman and cody and rock and all that like i think if you are admitting that this main event story overall is just that much bigger than everything else. I think this is the year where you do it. Yeah, I think this is the year where you go, you know what? Do the tag match on night one. Do the title match on night two. Like, get, give us a little bit of everything. Give us, give us, because, you know, like, you even create stories in there. Give us Rock and Roman losing on night one and Roman blaming The Rock or Rock blaming Roman and leave that into Roman losing on night two, even if The Rock has to get involved. Even if that's the thing that leads us into their next chapter, whether it's at SummerSlam or 41 or, you know, whatever the case may be. Like, th th there is a lot you can accomplish 
by having that tag match on night one. So I, and like I said, I just, I feel like if it's going to overshadow everything else anyway, let's just put it there. Let's just do it. Let's just go like, you know what? The main event of WrestleMania over both nights is this story. Let's just like, let's just own it. You know? First off, let me backtrack. The last time that I felt the main event truly overpowered the rest of the show, it's going to sound really weird when I say the, the WrestleMania, but then whenever I explain it the, the way that I'm going to explain it, it was 30. Yeah, okay. I get that. Okay. Because of the Yes movement. Because, yes, Brian wrestled twice on that show, but that, but that show was bookend by the Yes movement. And it, that was the only thing. Like, yes, Brock Lesnar versus The Undertaker got TV time. And yes, Bray Wyatt versus John Cena got TV time. But the Yes movement was on such another level that it overpowered everything. Um, now, when it comes to the two nights of WrestleMania, I wholeheartedly believe that we are going to get the tag match on night one. And we're going to get the singles match on night two. This is how you come out of WrestleMania, and it makes a lot of sense. Let's backtrack. Cody Rhodes said, I made a phone call. I've taken some advice, you know. I'm not just here to take the title. I'm here to take everything. I'm here to take everything that you love and everything that's yours. And how do you do it? You have The Rock come in, and you have him be a Hollywood actor and be a double fucking agent. The slap at the press conference was to get Roman and Paul Heyman to buy in mm -hmm. that Rock is only here for the family, and he's doing what's best for the family, and it's the family, and it's making sure that Roman walks out with the title, when in reality, what is The Rock there to do? Take back his seat at what he believes should be his at the head of the table. How do you do it? You lose the tag match in night one, start night two, Roman Reigns comes out, or in a backstage segment, you know, basically saying how pissed off that he is that Rock ate the fall. You know, because Roman ain't eating fucking two falls on two in on no, back to back no, no, matches. No. Very clear there. Cody beats fucking Rocky. Seth beats Rock to get the rub. I don't care who walks out with the pinfall. I really don't. Um, and you know, Roman fucking is pissed off. He's in his locker room. Walk rock walks in. He says something to Rocky. You see the look on rock's face where he's like, all right, I see how this is. You have the moments where solo and Jimmy come out. Seth comes out to try to die on the, uh, on the shield for him to, you know, the things that he said he would do, even though he lost his title earlier in the night because he was so distracted with what was going on in Cody's story that it cost him everything that he wanted. And the rock is the one that stops solo. The rock is the one that stops Jimmy, one of them. And Roman just gives him that blank stare. Like what the fuck are you doing? And that's when Cody hits crossroads. That's when the story is complete. And that leads into the long-term storytelling that Dwayne was talking about for 41. You know, we, we called Rock versus Cena a year in advance after WrestleMania 27. 
why can't we do it the Monday night after Raw? Sure. Yeah, why not? Yeah. So, you know, I think that's one of those things where there's easier way, like you can get out of this two nights, have this moment, and lead it into what's next and the next six months to a year, if it makes sense. I think that's the big thing here is that whatever the decision is that they make, it's got to make sense. Do I think that this match overshadows some of, if not the rest of the WrestleMania card? I won't be able to tell you definitively yes or no for another probably 14 days until I know Mm -hmm. what comes out of Perth. But if there is a match that is going to overshadow an entire WrestleMania card, it should be these matches because you have the longest running and the greatest story in WWE history in, in Roman Reigns and, and, and all that. And you have a guy who's a generational talent trying to finish his story. Yeah. And I will say this, Ryan, I know you're probably not ever going to listen to this episode of the show, but yes, you will have a fucking sour puss in the fucking car on Sunday night. If Cody Rose doesn't walk out with the fucking WWE title. Because I will have sat through two WrestleManias where he should have walked out with the title and he didn't walk out with them. Yeah, I, man, you, you got it. If, because again, card's subject to change and we're here for the story and all of that. Um, and, and, and what, what they're going to give us between now and, and uh, nights one and two. But if, if Cody versus Roman happens as, as advertised, Cody has to win. He has to. He really does. Um, I, I, I just, I don't, I don't myself, I don't see a path of, of easy repair if he doesn't. I think it's more detrimental to him if he doesn't. Yeah, that's my point. I think, I think you have too much to try to rebuild Cody Rhodes if he doesn't walk out of Philadelphia with the title. Yeah. That's, yeah. The second he won the Royal Rumble, you, like, that was it. Like you probably could have gone away with him not finishing his story this year. If he wasn't involved in if the matches. He, if he wasn't involved in the Royal Rumble and winning that Or if he just lost in the Rumble. Right, exactly. So the second he he won the Rumble, you basically said he has to win the world title now at WrestleMania and it has to be the one that Roman has. Yeah. You he, you created that expectation. If he, if he doesn't win the Rumble, he could almost and you tell me and we talked about it before we got into the topics. It was Okada. If you would have told me, "Hey, by the way, you know he's got a he's got a, a match coming up, you know, an open challenge, and uh-huh. Cody Rhodes versus Kazushko Okada," yeah, you know, sign me up for that. You know, sign me up for all of that, and that gets well, Cody out of the the main event picture. Well, the funny thing is, like, you couldn't even. That's the scenario, and I know, like, where you're you're. Your fantasy booking this in a world where Punky was not injured. Correct. So you got Punk Rollins. Let's say you don't have Punk Rollins. You could have had Cody and Rollins. And I know a lot of people have been like, oh, but it's like a consolidation prize title if he's not getting the other title. Here's the thing. Hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. Did you just try to sell somebody on debt consolidation? Or were you trying to say consolation? Consolation. Thank you. You definitely said con- – I'm, fu- I'm fucking tired. Okay. It's amazing. I'm awake right now. 
dead consolidation? And, and, no, what? So, consolation. So, All right, say with Conrad.com. I haven't listened to too many wrestling podcasts. You need, help, you need to take some money off of your home for some debts and colleges. Get get bad bad that. Go to savethecomrade.com. What I don't need to take is a blue chew. I'm, I'm pretty okay oh, with yeah. on that. So I wouldn't either. At fucking almost one a.m. But but the the thing is that like if you had gone in that direction and everyone had said like you know oh it's the consolation belt if Cody were to win that or whatever he lost the rumble. Like, he, he lost the Rumble. Seth comes out and, and he works his way into that title match. He wins that title. Guess what? Rollins can go to him and be like, congrats, you won the consolation prize. I mean, or Roman can say mm-hmm. that. You know what I mean? Like, that can make sense in that realm because, yeah, he lost. It is the consolation prize at that point. Now you let him win. You, you, you are sort of in a corner when it comes to Cody because you can't ruin him. You can't. He's too big right now. He's too much. Basically, I almost feels like he's everything that they always wanted John Cena to be. And 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 don't get me wrong, John Cena is one of the biggest stars of all time. But half the crowd ended up backlashing against John Cena and hating him. I feel like that same thing hasn't happened to Cody. Like Cody doesn't get the backlash that John Cena got. Good guy Cody is just a good guy across the board. Everyone loves good guy Cody. You know what I mean? There's not like, I, I haven't heard a very a loud audience, even online, you don't see a loud audience being like, Cody's corny, Cody's stupid, anything like that, like you would see with John Cena. And I think it's because of how they present him. No, I'm not even going to say from a WWE perspective. I'm okay. going to say it's how Cody presents himself. Okay. You know, the stuff that he puts on social media and, and you know, helping the family of, of, of Brody, you know, and, and being there for them and being there for the still being there with the guys that he sold the bill of goods about joining AEW, your powerhouse Hobbs, mm-hmm. your Ricky Starks, your, um, you know, Preston Vances of the world, you know, it, he may have moved on, but, you know, he moved on to make us better. It's you didn't see a lot about John Cena, the person outside of the wrestling ring. And if you ever watch an episode of Total Bellas, you understand why. Because John Cena likes to be a private person. Whereas Cody Rhodes has decided, because based off of, you know, obviously seeing the way that his brother and his father and, and all of them had to do things, he hasn't hidden from the world. He's lived his normal life. He's talks about how happy he is to be a father. He talks about going to Disneyland with his kids. He talks about, you know, the stuff that he does for Brody's family and shit like that. Like, Cody Rhodes, the human being, is too good of a person to hate. He's the real-life John Cena. Like, yeah, cool. Cena does all these, you know, make-a-wish things. But like, Cody Rhodes, the human being, is too good of a person to hate. Like, it's funny, because I know it'll probably never actually happen, but Cody Rhodes is the wrestler who, if he actually got into politics for real, like, like I wouldn't be 100% shocked if that man could win an office. Uh, I'm not saying president, um, per se. You, you, you do know that there's a mayor in Knox County right now that... Oh, uh, well, fuck Kane. But what I'm saying is, is 
there have been professional wrestlers that have won office. Looking at you, Jesse the Body. Yeah, <laughs> you're right. You're right. But but humans trash cans win fucking offices every year. Um, I think Cody Rhodes would probably wipe the floor with whoever he was running against. Um, you know, but it's one of those things like I, the Cody Rhodes, the human being makes that person too hard to hate from a perspective of like, I can't boo this man. I just fucking can't. You know, I'm rooting, like I'm rooting for him harder than any person I've rooted for at WrestleMania since Brian won the title at 30. Ten years later, I haven't rooted for anybody as hard. Go Kofi. I wanted, but, but it, for the it, moment, Brian, Cody, Kofi. Okay, like the three of them. Okay, like I'm not gonna lie to you. I walked out of SoFi Stadium last year and I was pissed because I was over the fucking part time thing, and you know. Then taking a step back, okay, this is this is his Rocky one. This is him losing to Apollo mm-hmm. in the first fight. This is him with his his version of hard times and, and things like that. Like he had to lose that to get back to this. Yeah, for sure. But this is the one where he's gotta knock Apollo Creed out, R.I.P. Carl Weathers. You know, he's gotta knock Roman Reigns out. He's gotta finish it now. Like this is one of those where if not, I think I'm good on Cody Rhodes for a little while. And that's not a, a knock on him as a person. I'll still be vested in what he does, but I don't want him near the title for a while. Yeah. Like, I'm good. There's other guys that could be fed to Roman Reigns if we're really that worried about beating Hulk Hogan's record. I don't think they care about it anymore. Ever since they put him in the commercial for WWE 2K24, yeah. I think you're right. Yeah. I think there was a real thought process where we were like, well, maybe we don't want to do this anymore. In a weird sort of way, because of everything that's happened with Vince McMahon, I know it's a dirty word. I know we're not, we're not going to talk about what happened. You know, like everyone knows the story. Horrible human being. Horrible, horrible. But because he now is so much of a dirty word to talk about, and he's so tied into the history of WWE. If you're ignoring him, but you don't want to ignore the history, you got to choose a different way to show the history. So you can't ignore Hulk Hogan anymore. And at least Hulk Hogan didn't do half the awful things that Vince McMahon did. No one's saying Hulk Hogan's a great human being. But he certainly didn't do half the shit that Vince McMahon did. Not even close. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, like I mean, yeah, he got caught saying things that he never should have said. That's pretty messed up. Um, I'm not going to lie to you. It's a different Dro- ballgame. Dropping a hard R. And, oh, yeah, yeah, and, no, no, no. And, and rape. Yeah, that's what we're, I'm saying. We're, uh, show me where we stand on the big board. Yeah. Like at the end of the day, I feel like if WWE is going to continue to, and this is one of the things I'm actually afraid of, because I wonder at what point do they move away from the embracing the history that the company has built? Because like everyone does it at a certain point. Like 
Like, the NFL still gives you your couple of moments of, like, yeah, history and stuff like that. But how often are they going back 40 years in history and being like, hey, y'all remember this? It's not happening that often. Hmm. WWE... Only, only when a record gets broken. Right, exactly. WWE has stayed true enough for a very long time to be like, remember the history, remember the history, whether it's with video packages or whatever. And it's nine times out of ten always been very much tied to Vince McMahon and the McMahon family. You can't do that anymore. You just can't. So now you need to do it other ways. Hulk Hogan's another way. Hulk Hogan ties you to the first big boom of this company 40 years ago. The history of WrestleMania, the history of so much of this stuff is tied into Hulk Hogan. So, yeah, the fact that now he is showing up and he's being part of this and they're embracing him as part of the history so that you can embrace the history, I, I don't think they're going to break his record anymore. I don't. I don't think that's the goal anymore. Yeah, I don't think you're wrong. Um, I just I, I think that we've reached a point where, you know, you need that title and it's got to be on someone who's going to work. You know, Roman, obviously Roman's going to drop this thing, probably do something on Monday or Friday night and then kind of be gone for a little while. You know, whether, whether he takes some vacation, whether he goes and films something, you know, whatever he decides to do, I truly believe that this is going to be a, you know, a Roman Reigns vacation post WrestleMania, which is weird because he really hasn't been there enough enough to think that he needs a vacation. Um, But I I think, and you know, this is where I stand. This, if if this is the last time that Roman Reigns walks into a WWE ring with that title belt for right now, and it's going to set up the rock versus Roman at 41, this has to overshadow everything else. This has to be the most important thing in Philadelphia, Pennsylvania that weekend in April. It has to be. If not, what's making people care about it next year? That's my concern. Welcome to my TED Talk. <laughs> Anybody else? Nah, man. I said my piece on it. Let me grab the computer so I can open up the spreadsheet for wrestlers of the week. Um. Uh, so let me ask you while I bring up the spreadsheet: Did any of the three CT guys say about being on the show next week? For I don't think we saw it. You're gonna have to send us a message if, if, we, right. if we want to do that. Uh, Google. All right. Wrestlers of the week. Uh, Joe, I'll let you go first. Since... Fuck it, that's why. Um. Oh shit! Who? Uh, you're McIntyre. Uh, Joe takes Drew McIntyre. Jim, give me the Wolf Dogs. Oh. Uh, the Wolf Dogs, new, <laughs> new NXT champions. Uh, speaking of dogs, 
Uh, I'll take the guys who actually defeated Will Ospreay in his final New Japan match. Give me the Bullet Club War Dogs team of uh, David Finley, uh, Gabe Kidd, uh, whoever else, whoever else, and the guy Drilla. Joseph. Uh, this is maybe a little off the beaten path, but fuck it. I don't care. Uh, in honor... I'm so surprised that Joe's going to pick something off the beaten path. In honor of the 20-year anniversary of the victory of the WWE Championship by Eddie Guerrero, I would like to choose his son, Dominic Mysterio. Jim? Uh, give me Sonya Deville. I got married over the, the last weekend. I love that for her. Love it. Um, I think her wife is pretty hot from what I've heard. I it don't do me any good, but yeah, I was gonna say. Uh, I mean, to be, I mean, to be fair, it doesn't do me or Mike any good because you know, lesbians. She's gay. Well, you can still look. Well, I mean, well, that's that's all right, all right, Nikki Bella. Yeah, you can look, but you can't touch. That well, that's fair. That's fair. I mean. Let, let's be fair. I also can't touch Liv Morgan or Alexa Bliss or, you know. Respectfully. Respectfully. All very respectful. But yes. Doesn't it get better when it's like, because like you have no chance with Liv Morgan either. That's correct. Because Damn. she's gay. Like, doesn't it make it feel better that it's like you have no chance because they're gay? Oh, yeah. It's 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 a lot easier. Yeah, it's a lot easier to... um. You know, that like like you can you can uh, look respectfully, um, be and be very respectful because they they are a gay couple. Um, yeah, you don't you're not uh, there's no there's no tension there. We'll say right. It's like when I look at a hot straight guy, even though I'm kind of like come on, but like yeah. Uh, but yes, uh, Sonia's uh, wife is very attractive as well. Uh, all right, my final uh, selection. Uh, I will take in his final New Japan Pro Wrestling match defeated Hiroshi Tanahashi. Uh, give me uh, Kazushiko Okada. Very good. Uh, that is wrestlers of the week. Uh, Joe is not going to plug anything because we don't let him. Because oh no! Wait, wait, wait! Got a movie podcast coming out, but I don't know if it's out yet. Next week I'll plug. It's the Joe Movie Podcast. Look it up. Look it up on podcast stuff. It's it's the Joe Movie Podcast. I think we've had at least one episode out. Uh, friends, if you haven't already, check out the Joe Movie Podcast on any of your major podcast catchers, since Joe doesn't know how to really deliver that very well. Uh, Jim? He's, he's working on it. Um, you can uh, you can catch me at Big Jim Sports on Twitter. Hit the link tree um, in there. That's going to get you to everything I'm doing. Uh, the final live uh, huddle up of the season took place this week. Um, so we move into our off season program. We're going to take a few weeks off. Uh, definitely we'll be into March till we get some uh, content recorded there. Um, I'll be getting some observation pods, uh, uh, on that side, uh, discussions with a nobody's going to fire back up now that I have a little more time, uh, to take care of that. And, uh, three CT, we, um, this past Tuesday, uh, we had the first part of our WrestleMania 15 watch along, 
um, so you can listen to that. Uh, we had a normal live show, talked some similar things um, on our show this week, and uh, intern Mark is a fucking menace as normal. Um, and uh, Tuesday, uh, spoiler alert, on the Tuesday pod, uh, we're going to have a, the second part of the WrestleMania 15 uh, watch along, so uh, check that out as well. Uh, but yeah, just everything's in my link tree uh, at Big Jim Sports. Uh, you can follow the show at Take the Number Three Wrestle. You can follow me at They Call Me Bird. Uh, Sunday days and double plays the Palm Beach Baseball Podcast. If you want to listen to me talk about baseball around the area, uh, the Five for Fighting Podcast will make a return at some point this season. Um, now that my work schedule has kind of figured itself out, I can actually make this happen. Uh, hooray! Um, yeah. Um, Working on Jeopardy for the uh, three Take Three CT uh, WrestleMania shenanigans. Um, when we wrap this up, I'll have a conversation with you about that because something just popped into my head. Okay. Um, and yeah, uh, that's it for this week, guys. To get out of here, scram, vamos. If not, I'm gonna send intern Mark over here. Uh, we'll see you guys next week right here on the Take Three Wrestling Podcast.